In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. How great it was to have Michael, one of our youngest here today, to read the epistle for us. I asked him to do so because before the COVID started, he was preparing to read the, 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 Holy, the epistle inside. And that never happened. So we're just picking up something that was dropped in. And uh, we hope to pick up many more things beside this. But one of the things he read from St. Paul's letter today, the second to the Corinthians, was St. Paul's plea to his beloved church member not to receive the grace of God in vain. In other words, don't receive the grace of God and do nothing with it. And he is the example of receiving the grace of God and putting it to work. This morning, through his reading. And this grace of God is given to us to be wonder workers, miracle workers. Yeah. You should use the grace of God, and I should use the grace of God, to do miracles. The Gospel reading today shows us what it takes for us to do miracles. It is called the, the reading of the, of the wonders of the miraculous fishing. And this little icon here shows this episode to remind us of it beautifully. And you might think that the great miracle that happened was that Peter and his fishermen bodies caught a lot of fish, that the boat was sinking. That is not the greatest miracle. And I'm not challenging you to do that miracle. The great miracle is the journey of Peter becoming from a, from a fisherman, a disciple. This is the great miracle. And this is the great miracle that we're called to work every single one of us. What happened? Who was Peter? Well, we know of Peter of having done many things in the Scriptures. But at this point, he was just a simple fisherman. He had heard of Jesus. He had seen Him. In fact, Jesus came to his mother-in-law's house because she was sick. And Jesus healed her. He healed the demoniac in the temple. And now people are after Jesus. Coming to the shore of the lake or the sea of Galilee. Jesus coming with the people from one direction. Peter and the fishermen, tired, bummed down, after a long night of work cleaning their nets. They were there on the shore, and this is when Jesus approaches Peter. Just like He approaches you and I. And what He tells him is this, you, people, enable me, the Son of God, to do the ministry of the church. I need you for the salvation of these people. To be more specific, Peter, please make your boat available to me. So Peter engaged in this, an entry step. When the Lord asked him for his treasure up front. I know you treasure your boat, but for now, I need it. And Peter makes it available. Goes on the boat. Why? To teach. So the multitudes, just like we here today, heard the Word of God being preached by the greatest homilist ever, God Himself. And He must have told them about the kingdom. 
the kingdom of God, the kingdom of love, the eternal establishment that God had prepared for all from the very beginning. Peter heard this. Peter was exhausted. He was wet. He was tired. He was probably dreaming about going home, get some rest, see his family, plan the next day. And this is when the Lord, with him on the boat, tells him, Peter, not just your treasure, and your time, your talent too. So we marvel at this, because despite the fact that he, along with the others, was, were out fishing and didn't catch anything, is challenged by the Lord, and he responds in a way that is crucial for us to, to respond. The Lord tells him, you take the boat where it's deeper, throw the nets for a catch. And we see now who Peter was. The older fisherman. The experienced one. Who knew the trade inside out. Who knew the lake inside out. Probably he even knew the fish down there, having spent so much time on the lake. He's, he's part one of, part three of the miracle. Not only time, talent and treasure, you bring them to the church, to me, to make this possible. But we see now the inner side of Peter. His great humility and His great obedience. Who said, Lord, we worked all night long. Not a single fish. And you want us to go throw it? But, because you ask, I will do so. I will be obedient. I'll be obedient. So He did. And you know what happened? They caught so much fit, so much fish that they couldn't handle it themselves. They called the other boat to come. Look at this beautiful icon when you come here. All right. The other boat came, and they kept filling and putting in the boat, putting in the boat, until they started to sink. Because when humility is accompanied by obedience to God, He fills in things that we cannot do. Christ teaches Peter and the other fishermen, and all of us, all of us, that working hard is not sufficient. It is necessary, and we ought to do our best, but it's not sufficient. And in fact, there's an ingredient that counts more than the muscle power and the determination. And in our terms, emailing and mailing and gathering and preparing the foods and everything else. That ingredient is humility and obedience. So, the big turn of the miracle happens right now. Peter falls down on his knees and asks the Lord to depart because he's a sinful man. Why did he do this? Because he realized that this man, Jesus Christ, whom he knew from before, through this miracle, proved himself to be God. He found himself in the presence of the divinity. And himself, Peter, the sinful man, lowered himself. And the more he humbled himself, recognizing, admitting, confessing his sinfulness, the more Christ liked him. And he said, don't fear. Don't fear your sinfulness next to my divinity. You're good fishermen here? I will make you fishermen of men. Your profession will stand. You just change the object of your fishing. 
So, this is the miracle. The simple fisherman becomes now a disciple, a follower of Christ. How do we know that? Well, the Gospel tells us. What did he do? He and the others left everything and went after Christ. Left everything meaning what? Nets, boats, the great great catch, the families. They left everything and went after Christ. They were called and they decisively, courageously answered that call. Why? Because he could see the divinity of Christ and his brokenness. This is a great miracle. When did God call them? Christ called them. When they were in the midst of their work. Think of your work. What kind of work you do. And when that work was rewarded because of their zeal, their obedience, their humility, their faith, it was rewarded with so much fish as they've never had before. Now think about this. If you go to work, and your boss comes to you one day and says, Kusam, you're such a good guy. I'll give you a bonus today. You know, the school district is so generous. Here's a million dollar check. Okay? What would you do? Or or to say this, um, you know, we've had this campaign now for encouraging us to change from time and and, and talent as we normally did in the past at the festival, working long hours and cooking and serving and setting up and having people around and dealing with everything to change from that to more treasure, to making the boat available, to giving the fish. Okay? So, if this was now rewarded, what, what if we got a check that was a million dollars for the church? What would you do? Well, a, a joy like this for us would be, wow! What Peter would have said, guys, we have so much fish. Why don't we take home half of it, the rest we put on the market. We can make so much money, we'll be rich. Let's take that trip to Greece. We go to Hawaii. Buy that car I was to have. You know, this is the natural reaction because we... We want, we, we live, we live in the world. And this is the miracle now. Not that the fish came to the net. Because Christ has that power. He made the fish. He healed the demoniac. He gave sight to the one who didn't have the eyes. He rose himself from the dead. What is to bring the fish there? He can do this. But what he cannot do <laughs> is... Act instead of me when it comes to my boat, my time, and my fish. And when these keep me on the shore, like this, His preaching will not happen. And the miraculous fishing will not happen. And His church will not grow. Yeah, but Peter didn't follow Him because of the growth of the church. He followed Him. He entered this miracle... Why? Because he saw it. This is what the gospel said. When the fish were being pulled so much, so many of them, in the boat, the boats were about to sink. This is the great flash, lightning, that changed Peter, who had started on his journey with listening to the word of God, with being obedient, with being hum- having humility, with sacrificing his treasure, time and talent. 
These, all these led to the flashlight, which was what? When Peter saw it. What did Peter see? What did Peter see? The divinity of Christ and the abundance that he has given him, had given him. And us becoming miracle workers, wonder workers, depends on how we handle the three T's. Of course, that's just the entry level. But much more so, it depends on this. Being able to see. Because God works in our lives every day. And He blesses us in many ways. Even when we're sluggish and lazy and we forget, He keeps giving us the blessings. Miracles happen around us all the time. But we don't see them. And because we don't see them, we don't say, Master, Lord, depart from me. I am a sinner. Why is that? Because our sight is covered by the business of the world. Because we live according to the mind of the world, not according to the mind of Christ. And we are so preoccupied with politics, with well-being, with the COVID, with the mask, not the mask, with washing the hands, with the latest regulations, with the whole thing. And you see now how dangerous and how damaging this whole machinery, this whole huge gigantic mechanism that grinds every single one's mind of fear of the virus, of the Black Lives Matters, the shop being bombed, the plane not flying. There are so many fears around us that force our mind to be worldly. And yes, we might think in business terms, but that's not what makes the difference here. What made the difference was the humility, the obedience, the sacrificial offering, and the condition of the heart, cleansed, purified, to see who was there, God, and who He was, Peter the sinner. That's how He grew. This is the miracle. The fisherman in front of Christ, first calls him Master. Master, I will labor all night long. But if you want, I'll throw the thing. Who is the Master? The Master is the one who is in charge, has authority. Later, Peter in his growth, when he saw it, when he saw it, he called him Lord. Do you call Jesus Christ Lord? Or Master? Master will be, yes, he's the authority. I recognize that. But if you call him Lord, you are his servant. You're in obedience. We are in obedience. We follow him. We follow his commandments. This is the great obedience. So Peter grew into this. And he became to be, he grew the great miracle to become the disciple. What happened to Peter, Peter, Peter late, later? Well, he's the one who was who declared to, to Christ, proclaimed to everybody that Jesus was the Son of God, the Messiah Himself. Immediately after this, He was rebuked. Because He opposed the will of God, the Christ was going to the crucifixion. He was told, go behind me, Satan. Peter 
John and James, the other fishermen today, were the closest to Jesus Christ. They're on the mountain of His transfiguration. Peter is the one who denied Christ three times at the time of the crucifixion. His journey continued. You see where he started? Look how his journey continued. That was just taking off. Okay? But he had tremendous bumps. Huge falls. Huge falls. So when Christ was crucified, he wasn't there. Crucifixion of Christ every morning at the proskimidi. Proskimidi. It's so good for you to be here then. Not like Peter. Peter wasn't there. And then he cried bitterly. He cried bitterly. When Christ resurrected, he sent the women to the apostles and to Peter because of his denial. His journey continued to where? To the, seeing the resurrection of the Lord and receiving the Holy Spirit. The great miracle of the, of the miraculous fishing is overtaken by the miracle of the fishermen becoming a disciple. Engaging on a track. Renouncing everything and following Christ, which is our calling today. Okay? In what direction? Well, what happened to Peter afterwards? Did he get that prosperity and uh, peace and everything to retire at the old age? Not at all. Do you have peace and prosperity at, at older age? He didn't. Because he followed Christ. As he said, well, what was it? Deny yourself, pick up your Christ and follow me. He's the one who demonstrated this before Christ taught them this. And how far did he go with it? All the way to Rome. When he was crucified upside down for the Lord. Why? Because he saw it. Because he saw it and he responded to that with love for Christ. Let us work on this. Taking off what's in the way. So we could see it too. And move from there here and say, Lord, depart from me. For I'm a sinful man. And hear His calling. A calling that is not meant for the joy of this world, but for the kingdom to come. What did Michael teach us today? What did he read from St. Paul? St. Paul's teaching. Do not receive the grace of God in vain. The grace of God is given to us abundantly today, abundantly today, to see it and to respond to that the way Peter did today. Amen.